Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 106.7 The Fan, Odyssey app. Toby Altizer with you up until Caps Hockey later tonight. You can tweet at me at Toby underscore Altizer. Right now it's time to get out to the BetQL guest hotline and bring in our guest from The Athletic, Josh Robbins, covers the Wizards for them. Josh, how you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. This Wizards team this year, I don't think they're going to be very good, but I think they're going to be fun to watch. Do you agree? Yes, I think that's probably going to be the case. I think that's probably going to be the case. I think uh, an NBA team plays takes all of its cues from its head coach and its two or three best players. And I say that because they're going to be fun to watch as long as Kyle Kuzma, Jordan Poole, Tyus Jones are playing the right way. And I, I, they're all saying the right things right now. And um, I'll be interested to see how things are going in January and February. But yes, they have the potential to be fun to watch. Well, I'm curious, you say playing the right way. Is it something where maybe things get a little disjointed and we start seeing a little more hero ball out of those guys? Is that kind of what you're talking about? Are you a little worried that you know maybe if the record isn't as good that maybe these guys start chucking shots that they shouldn't? Is that kind of what you're worried about for this season? Well, I think that's a possibility even if the record is okay. <laughs> but but the longer this, any season goes and it, the, the further you are from the playoffs, the more, li- the more likely a team is not to play the right way. Uh, every team goes into, well, almost every team goes into the season with good intentions, but it's hard to continue to play with accountability and, and play the right way if, if things start to go off the rails record-wise, right? Uh, so that's not just for the Wizards. That would be for any team any NBA team. So, yes, this is one of the things to watch. This is one of the things to watch for with with this team, for sure. And then, so looking at this, I've seen this kind of floating around Wizards Twitter, people debating who they would have in the starting five. Who do you think should be the starting five, or who do you think will be the starting five to start the year? And is it something that's, you know, obviously a a bad team, it's going to shift throughout the year, but... Who do you think is going to start in the starting five game one Wednesday against the Pacers? Well, we know for sure four of the five. There's no question about that. In case, unless there's some sort of injury that pops up, it would be Tyus Jones at point, Jordan Poole at the two, uh, at the four, Kyle Kuzma, Daniel Gafford at the five. The question is, uh, what do you do at the other forward spot? 
and it's either going to be Bilal Koulibaly or Denny Avdia. And the reason why um, people like you and me don't know the answer is that Kyle Kuzma missed the last two games, so both Denny and Bilal were starting. And before that, Denny was hurt. So that's the question. Now, I think Denny probably will begin the season as the start as um, one of the starting forwards. But it wouldn't surprise me if it's Bilal. And I think there's no, there's no question in my mind that by the end of the season, Bilal is starting. Talk, uh, just, yeah. Talking with Josh Robbins from The Athletic. So Bilal Koulibaly, you mentioned him. I think it's really intriguing with watching him this year because in years past with guys they've drafted, I think of Kispert or you know Rui Hachimura, maybe Denny's not in this, but even a guy like a Johnny Davis last year, it seems like their potential's a little bit capped. And maybe they can be a really good role player, but I don't know if they were ever going to be a star. It feels like with Bilal Koulibaly, we can't say he's going to be a star right now, but I mean, this is a guy that has all the potential in the world. Do you think his ceiling is star potential? Yes, depending on how his shooting comes along. And I say that because he's only 19. And he's still relatively raw. He's still growing into his body. Um, you know, where, what does, how does the shooting top out? How does the ball handling top out? And uh, he's not the player now he's going to be a year from now. He's not the player now he's going to be three or four years from now. Um, I haven't seen a single thing that indicates that he won't be a star. Uh, what I mean by that is he's got a, a much, much better than anticipated or given credit for feel for the game. Offensively, he's been superb that way. And then defensively, surprising, and this has not been a surprise, uh, he does – right now show star potential on defense. So I think, uh, and I wrote many times right around after he was drafted that this was a high-risk, high-reward pick. Uh, the high-reward thing, that is true. The high-risk, not as much true now as it, as it seemed to be. I, I don't see any circumstance in which he's a failure. Not one. And that's that's a credit to how his feel for the game, and I think he's probably being well coached as well. Yeah, I tell you what, I like to hear that as a Wizards fan. You like to hear that they got a guy that for sure can be able to contribute. The The question is then, how much does he contribute right away? I mean, you mentioned a feel for the game. I think a lot of people looked at this as a project, a guy that might need to sit for a little bit, but I mean, he's played professional basketball. You mentioned his feel for the game. Is this a guy that maybe he doesn't start right away, but you mentioned he's probably going to end up in the starting lineup by the end of the year. Is this a guy that's getting 20 minutes a game to start the season? Yes. Yes. I think he is getting 20 minutes a game to start the season. And I think that if he were to start right away, he wouldn't be sticking out like a sore thumb. Uh, There would be nothing that he does on the court. If he were to start right now, where he would look out of place, which again, to me, and of course the wizards knew better, probably having watched him much more extensively in France. Um, that's, uh, you know, that's, they, they apparently knew better. They made the right call there. Um, yeah, just watching him on offense again, there's nothing that he does that doesn't look, um, 
like a NBA player. Yeah, and I mean, his shot looks fine, and more importantly, the decisions he makes um, are very good. Yeah, I mean, just from the bits I've seen, I've been very encouraged. Looking around the rest of the roster, talking with Josh Robbins from the Athletic, covers the Wizards for them. Who, are, who on the rest of the roster do you think is poised for a breakout? Like we saw a good end of the season for Kispert last year. We saw a good end of the season for Johnny Davis. Do you think those guys are going to see a bump up in their roles, or they're going to? maybe take a step forward from what we've seen in past years? Who do you think is maybe poised for a breakout or a bigger role this season? Corey Kispert for sure, because he's been told and he has been following through uh, that they want him shooting threes almost every time he has any shot at all. <laughs> um, and he's not going to be winding up taking bad shots from three, but he's he is basically telling himself exactly what the coaches are telling him, which is no three is a bad three for him. So he's going to be, I would say, much higher volume per minute than he was last year. And can he? And if he can stay at, at uh, 40 or above, then he's really onto something in terms of a breakout in terms of his scoring. Uh, another person who's definitely going to have a breakout, Tyus Jones. Uh, he's never, I forget the exact number, but I don't think he's ever started in a season more than 24 games. As long as he stays healthy, he's starting every game. And probably playing 28 minutes or more. So those would all be highs for him over the course of the season. And uh, that means that his assist numbers are going to be better than they've been. And the only reason why I hesitate is, is that, yeah, maybe someone else for stretches of the game is go- is going to be the primary ball handler when Tyus is on the court. That might be Jordan Poole. So, for sure, Corey Kispert and Tyus Jones, and I go back and forth on Jordan Poole. You know, some nights he's looking like he looked in New York, forty-one points. Um, I think there will also be some nights where he looked like he looked last night in Toronto. I think that's the story of Jordan Poole. <laughs> I think so too, and I think. And I think one of he's still a young player, and now he's in a role he's never had before in the NBA, where he is either the one A or the one B. Mm-hmm. And if he and the team can minimize those one for fourteen nights, then he does have a real chance at a breakout this year, as Kevin Garnett has uh, apparently told everyone who is willing to listen. <laughs> well, and I, I want to go back to Tyus Jones because you brought him up. And that was one of my beefs with the roster building when Bradley Beal was still here. Obviously, he's been shipped out. But I just felt like once Wall was gone, they never gave him a true point guard to work with. Now it seems like this team, although they might not be great, they have a true point guard to run things. How much of a difference do you think Tyus Jones is going to make for this offense this year? Well, they sure tried to have a top-level point guard. They tried it with Westbrook, couldn't keep him. Um Tried it with Dinwiddie, and that was a disaster. Monte Morris was a disappointment. And Monte Morris's game, of those three, is the person whose game is most similar to Tyus Jones. But Tyus Jones's ability to deliver the ball on time and on target is better than any of the people I just mentioned. So I think he's going to, he ought to help everyone else offensively. Defensively, I don't, he's, 
probably at best average, but they need they need him to to continue to be on time, on target, making the right play, preferably hitting at least 38% of his threes to space the floor for everybody else, um, finding guys in the float, it, finding guys in the log game. That means Daniel Gafford. Um, he has the potential to make everything easier on the other four people on the court with him offensively. Talking with Josh Robbins from yeah. The Athletic. So here's a question that I think a lot of Wizards fans are wondering. What's going on with Johnny Davis, one, injury-wise? But it seemed like in the preseason there was a clip floating around of him getting a catch-and-shoot, and his form looked a little bit wacky and looked like just just didn't look like a fluid motion. Have we seen growth from Johnny Davis, and how much of a role is he going to play for the team this year? Yes, they have seen growth. He's much better now than he was when he arrived. He was much better now than, I would say, three-quarters of the way through last season. He came on there in the last quarter of the season. Um, And I'm not trying to be flippant here, though. He had nowhere else to go but up. (laughs) And I don't know if he's going to receive a a whole bunch of minutes. Um, Tough to tell from the preseason. Um, he might get pushed for minutes in the rotation by Ryan Rollins, depending on how Rollins' uh, defense comes along and how Rollins' shooting comes along. The same thing could be said for Davis. Um, yes, yeah, so <laughs> I'm kind of blathering here. I, I'm not convinced he's going to be a rotation player this year yet, but if he does get minutes, he'll be closer to competent than he was uh for most of last year. In other words, he's one of the big questions uh, that still has to be answered, just like with the, the fifth starter on the, on the, in the starting five to begin opening night. That's, that may be the second biggest question, how uh, Johnny Davis comes along. Last one for you here, talking with Josh Robbins from The Athletic Covers, The Wizards. What's going to make this season successful for The Wizards? It's probably not going to be wins and losses. Maybe they could have a, a miracle ride and get a play-in spot or something like that. But what's going to make this season a success for the Wizards? They have the depth to make things interesting mo- many nights. Um, what's going to make it successful, though, is do the players, predominantly the young players, get better? It does, it, and that starts with Bilal. Uh, it, start, it continues... Uh, with guys like Johnny Davis, but really it's, it's Bilal and it's Jordan Poole and it's even Kuzma <laughs> and it is Kispert. Uh, does Daniel Gafford uh, cement himself as a legit starter in the league uh, on a good team? Uh, these are the kind of questions that they have to face. And I think, so that's number one for sure. But can they continue to play the right way? Can they continue to – do they defend? You know, even more than playing the right way on offense, which for the most part during West Unsell Jr.'s tenure, they have done. Uh, what they haven't done yet is defend yeah. and really take a tremendous amount of pride in defense. A few guys have, but you, you want it to be, you know, 12 of the 15 guys, at least, right, of the 15 guys on a regular roster. So um, if you're going to have me just 
suggest two, do the young guys get better, and do they defend? Josh, appreciate your time, man. Yeah, my pleasure. Appreciate you joining us. We'll keep reading your work all season long. Keep up the great work at The Athletic. There you heard from Josh Robbins on the BetQL guest hotline. Wizards season gets underway on Wednesday. You can check it out on the Team 980. But Josh Robbins joined us on the BetQL guest hotline. Sports betting has come to Maryland. Don't place that first bet without checking with BetQL. BetQL analyzes every game to find you the most profitable betting opportunities. Get three free days of BetQL access by downloading the BetQL app or visiting BetQL.com. So I want to talk about the Wizards a little bit more. Like I mentioned at the top of the show, ESPN puts out a rankings for all 30 NBA teams, and it's their league pass rankings, and it's who's the most watchable or who's the teams that you want to spend time watching on a random night in the middle of January, and the Wizards ranked dead last. I don't necessarily agree with that. We'll talk about that next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back, 106.7 The Fan, Odyssey app, Toby Altizer with you up until Caps Hockey coming up in about an hour and 20 minutes or so right here on 106.7 The Fan. Caps in Montreal to take on the Canadiens. Hopefully they can get things going in the right direction. It, uh... What's it been? Two good periods of hockey so far for them? <laughs> That's about it. So hopefully they can get things going in the right direction in Montreal. We'll talk about that as we end the show in a little bit. But right now, talking about the Wizards. So ESPN puts out their watchability rankings, I guess you could say, for League Pass. They rank it in five things. as put out by Zach Lowe of ESPN. They rank it in five categories. He calls it the zeitgeist. Do normal people care about this team? Highlight potential. What are the chances you could see something really cool? Strategy and style. Are they a fun team to watch? Do they play a fun style of basketball? League pass minutia. Do they have good announcers, uniforms, courts, various, you know, minor things, but sometimes add a little to the product and unintentional comedy. So those are their five categories that they rank it on, on a scale of one to 10. And the Wizards ended up with 18 total points in that out of a possible 50. Ended up with 18, so not ideal. 
and they ended up dead last. And I disagree to an extent with this. Does the average fan care about the Wizards? No. Is there highlight potential for this team? 100%. You have no idea what could happen with Jordan Poole at any, at any night. 41 in the preseason at the Garden. Next night, terrible. But that's kind of how Jordan Poole is going to go all season long. One night, he might go off. He might drop 50. Next game, he might drop two. <laughs> that's the reality of Jordan Poole. And I think it's going to be fun to watch. I think there's going to be a lot of pool parties in D.C. this year. There's also going to be a lot of disasters in the pool this year. It's just going to be, a, I think this year is going to be fun to watch for Wizards fans. Strategy style, I don't know that the Wizards play the most exciting style. League pass minutia. Are the Wizards wearing their pink uniforms again this year? I was a fan of the pink. I don't know if they are, though. If they don't have those, then I would say their normal jerseys are kind of lame. So I, I like them. But it's not like it's something that's really exciting. And the unintentional comedy thing, I, I guess I think watching Kuzma and Poole on the same team could be unintentional comedy. Like we were talking about with Josh Robbins. Appreciate him for joining us. Like, there could be times when it's just, yeah, I'm heaving this time down the floor. I don't care. And it could be both of those guys. Like <laughs> You put both those dudes on the same team. And so here's the thing. If you look at it from a league-wide perspective and you got to watch the Lakers or you can watch the Bucks, or you can watch the Suns, like, yeah, okay. I I'm not getting excited about watching the Wizards. But I think in this area, if you're a Wizards fan, I think they're going to be fun to watch this year. Now, it might not be wins, but I certainly think they're going to give up some points. I th certainly think they're going to score some points. Like, if you go and watch that game against the Knicks in the preseason, 131-106, to 106, Jordan Poole drops 41 points. I, I don't really care who you are. I think that's fun basketball to watch. I think that they're going to be an entertaining entertaining team to watch this year. And I think part of it, too, is obviously you got Jordan Poole, you got Kyle Kuzma. That's entertainment value in and of itself because those guys are basically taking the mantle from guys like Nick Young and J.R. Smith, those kinds of guys that are really streaky and when they get hot, you can't stop them. But most of the time, they're just jags, so to speak. You know, I think Jordan Poole's more than that. But you get the point. But you get to watch Bilal Koulibaly. And I, it kind of struck me when Dave Johnson was on with Grant and Danny the other day on their Beltway Blitz. And he was talking about being at shoot-arounds. I believe it was at the Garden. And just watching Bilal Koulibaly go about his business. And he said, my thought process is, am I watching something special? Am I watching the beginning of something really special in this league? And I think you might. And I think that, too, adds some intrigue to this year. I get not nationally, but I think regionally in the DMV, I think it adds some intrigue because this is a guy that has so much potential. You just look at his frame. You can tell, okay, this guy is not built like regular basketball players. Then you watch his ability, his feel for the game. He needs to grow, no doubt about it. But you just think about a 19-year-old that already has that kind of a feel for the game, that's already spent time playing professional basketball. We're learning now, having seen from guys like a LaMelo Ball, having seen from guys like a Luka Doncic, guys that have spent time playing professional basketball, even if it's not that great of professional basketball, but have spent years doing it, come into the league and they're ready to go, and it's a benefit. It is. And so you have a guy in Bilal Koulibaly that obviously has all these physical tools that not everyone else has. 
coming in with a, a feel for the game that a 19-year-old generally doesn't have. Yeah, he needs to work on his shooting. Yeah, he needs to work on his ability offensively. I think defensively, he can already be your stopper. You have him and Denny Avdiel on the floor together. I think they can shut down so many people. I, I just think when you watch Bilal Koulibaly this year, I think that's going to add some intrigue. Maybe not nationally, like I said. I, does the average national NBA fan that only watches games that are on TNT on Tuesdays and Thursdays or flips on to see what's going on when the football season's done or watches on Christmas or something like that, are they going to care about Bilal Koulibaly? No, but I think in this area, watching this guy turn into something great hopefully in the next couple of years and throughout his career, I think it's going to be fun to watch. And I think it's totally different than what you've seen in years past for the Wizards where they've drafted a guy like a Johnny Davis. They've drafted a guy like a Corey Kispert, a Rui Hachimura. Like I said, I think Denny Avdia can maybe be taken out of that conversation. But I think for the most part, they've drafted guys that have decent ceilings, but their ceiling is a role player. Like, no one thought when Rui was drafted or Kispert was drafted that, oh, dude, they're going to be the dude that gets the max contract for this team. He's going to get the super max and be the star. No one thought that. No one did. Do you think that about Bilal Koulibaly? Maybe you don't, but I think some people think it could happen. Like, this is a guy that has that potential. I don't know that we ever thought those guys had that potential. And so this is different. And I think this shows the difference in the regime from a Tommy Shepard to what you're seeing now with DC's big three in the front office with, with Winger, with Dawkins, and Schlenk is they're going to go for some guys that could have star potential. I mean, this is the kind of thing that can change a franchise. You know, I come from Milwaukee spending time there. I'm, I'm from the area, but I spent time in Milwaukee. They did that with a guy named Giannis Antetokounmpo, and look where they're at. You know, those are the sorts of things where you have to take a gamble on a guy like a Bilal Koulibaly. And yeah, maybe it doesn't work out. We've seen it before here. Jan Vesely. You know, we've seen it before here where they take a gamble on a guy and it doesn't work out. It's going to happen. But you take a gamble on a guy and it works out, it changes the whole trajectory. And not just a gamble on a guy like a Johnny Davis where, oh yeah, he might be good. Johnny Davis is still capped. I don't know that there is a cap for Bilal Koulibaly. This guy could be tremendous. And if he reaches it, then you've got your guy. And I think that's maybe what they fooled around with and messed up with when they had Tommy Shepard with Bradley Beal in town is they thought they had their star. I'm a Beal guy, so I'm not going to trash Beal like some people would. But I, they just thought, okay, we need to build around Beal. So they didn't draft for high potential guys. They drafted guys that could be role players around Bradley Beal. Instead, now you're seeing a shift in the philosophy where it's not – Let's build around this guy. It's let's grab this guy because he could be incredible. Now, like Josh Robbins said when they drafted him, high ceiling, low floor. Now you're starting to see this guy can play defense at this level no matter what. And he's got a decent feel offensively. At the worst, he's your defensive stud like a Tony Allen back in the day with a long frame, long arms, can guard multiple positions. At worst, that's what he is. And you know what? I'll take that. But the the cool part is, at best, what could he be? At best, he could be your franchise player that you start building around and you start trading picks to bring in guys to play with him. And dudes like, you know, like I mentioned with Milwaukee, you, you saw they start bringing in a Drew Holiday. They start bringing in a Damian Lillard. Like, you can bring guys in to help. You know, it just takes a couple of moves. That's the beauty of the NBA. It's not like the NFL where – Great, we figured out wide receiver. We still have no quarterback. We still have no offensive line. We still have no D-line. We're screwed. 
No, it's a 15-man roster. Reality, you get to the playoffs, eight dudes are playing. So you find one guy here, he's your star, you get him a, a sidekick, you maybe get him a third dude, and you find some role players in and around that. That's all you got to do. So the beauty of the NBA is you hit on one guy like a Bilal Koulibaly. That can change the trajectory of your franchise. And the cool part is sometimes you bring in a guy like that and he has to play a lot and you're trying to accelerate the development. Look, this team has no expectations this year. Jordan Poole is going to shoot the ball a ton. And I think Jordan Poole's a guy that can be, I don't know if he's like a sidekick or a 1A, 1B kind of guy. I don't know. But I think he can stick around and be someone that's nice to have as an offensive threat. So I think the Wizards, while they're not going to be good this year, I think they will be entertaining. I think this is a team that you can turn on every night and watch, and it's not like, ugh, got to watch the Wizards. You know, I I think it's going to be one of those things where you turn on the Wizards game, they might lose the game, but it's going to be like, oh, yeah, that was fun to watch. It was cool to see Bilal do that. It was cool to see Poole drop 35 points. It was good to see Kuzma do this. They might lose, but I think it's going to be an entertaining fashion, and I think it's going to be worth your while this year to watch Wizards basketball. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I do want to talk about the starting five. I saw a bunch of people debating it. I'll give you my thoughts on who I think the Wizards starting five should be next here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back. 106.7 106.7 The Fan, Odyssey app, Toby Altizer with you for basically another hour here until we turn it over to the great John Walton up in Montreal as the Caps take on the Canadiens, looking to get another win. Been a rough start for the Caps. We'll talk about them coming up in about an hour leading up to Caps hockey. But wrapping up our Wizards discussion here, I've seen a lot of people debating this. 
on Wizards Twitter. Who should be the starting lineup for the Wizards? Start their season on Wednesday against the Pacers. And maybe, I, I don't know how much you want to make of the starting lineup, but also finishing lineup. So let's start with the starting lineup. Like Josh Robbins said, I think four of the five is already settled. And I think it's Tyus Jones at the points, Jordan Poole at the two, Kuzma at the four, Gafford at the five. I, I feel like you start Avdia at the three at the beginning of the year just to take some of that extra pressure off of Bilal Koulibaly. This is a guy that, you know, again, no expectations for the season this year. Don't throw extra on him just by starting him right out of the gate. I think it's someone that I would just just give him some time to acclimate. Now, it might just be like 15 games and you put him in the starting lineup, but I think just give him a little bit of time. But I think like a finishing lineup, though, I do think you want to have Bilal on the floor. You know, if you gave me the choice between Bilal and Denny Avdia, I'd probably end up putting Bilal on the floor, especially once you get further into the season. I just think he's a little bit more versatile as a defender, and I think it's just some of that athleticism. I think Denny's a great defender, but I also believe in Bilal's ability to grow as an offensive player more, more so than Denny. Like, I think that Jordan Poole is going to be the primary shot taker. You've got Kyle Kuzma there as well. But I think Bilal can be a nice defender, a nice slasher for this team as well. So I think those are the kind of things that I would go with. Again, I think Avdia starts the year. But I'm interested, too, how much does Kispert play a role this year? Is he someone that you're going to start seeing finish games and have him on the floor with Jordan Poole at the point so that way you can have you know, more scorers on the floor at the end of games? How much does Johnny Davis play? Because this is the thing. Johnny Davis... Obviously, under Tommy Shepard was drafted, last draft pick for him, but he needs to do something for you. I mean, this guy was a first-round draft pick, and if nothing else, he was supposed to be a good defender. I don't know about that. And You saw some glimpses last year at the end of the year that he might be able to do something for you. It just seems like that's all gone, right? I mean, the last, what, 15 games of last year, you started to see glimpses of what Corey Kispert and what Johnny Davis can be. And then it seems like going into this year, there's no faith in Johnny Davis. None. It seems like everyone's right back to where we were, where it's like, what the heck is this guy doing here? And what does he do here? Right? I, I don't know. And I think it's intriguing that you hear Josh Robbins say, I don't know if he's going to be a rotation guy. Well, that's not good for the Wizards. This is a guy that needs to contribute. And he's never going to be an elite shooter. He never was going to be. That's not what he was at Wisconsin. He wasn't a guy that could shoot from the outside. But can you at least give me something in the mid-range game? Can you at least give me a little something driving to the rim? It's just so weird that he hasn't been able to do anything. And then you see the clip surfacing on or, or floating around on Twitter of him shooting a three in the preseason. And he gets the ball on the wing. And it just looks robotic of him trying to shoot. And I, I don't know. It's never like he was a good shooter. But you hate when you see guys who got to the NBA by their ability just get overcoached or they try to fix the jumper and all of, a, all of a sudden your jumper that wasn't great somehow gets worse. You know, this jumper that was already broken becomes even more broke. I just, it's disappointing to see what's happened with Johnny Davis because I think he has a lot of potential. I don't know that he has the kind of ceiling like I was talking about with Akula Bali, but I think he has more of a ceiling than what some of the other draft picks were under that regime. Like, I feel like he's got more potential than what a guy like a Corey Kispert has. 
because Corey Kispert, to me, is a three-point shooter and not much else. Maybe he can slash a little bit. For the most part, he's going to shoot threes. Rui Hachimura, you know, was kind of limited defensively, and I, I didn't love his offensive game. For me, I feel like Johnny Davis, if you can at least get somewhat of an offensive shot, like you could at least get something there because he can drive, he's athletic, he's strong. In turn, though, you've got nothing out of him. It's just crazy to think about. It's going to do it for our Wizards discussion. I do want to talk about the Commanders and the Giants coming up at 6 o'clock, but we'll take a break when we come back. I want to talk about the Major League Baseball playoffs. It's been kind of crazy because you thought, all right, well, there's been no drama. We're going to get to the World Series, and we'll finally see some. There's 2-0 series, and all of a sudden, last couple of nights, we're finally starting to see some of that drama in the baseball playoffs. We'll talk about those next here on The Fan. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back, 106.7 The Fan, Odyssey app. Toby Altizer with you here for another hour leading up to Caps Hockey. Feel free to hop in if you'd like, 800-636-1067 on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. You can also tweet me at Toby underscore Altizer. At 6 o'clock, we're going to get into the Commanders game. What are the keys to a win? How bad is this Giants team? Just wait till I give you some of the numbers on that. We'll talk about that coming up at 6 o'clock. But right now, I want to talk about the Major League Baseball playoffs. So there wasn't much drama going on in the divisional series, not much drama at all in the wild card rounds. Now we're starting to see some in the championship series. So the Rangers start up 2-0, winning both games in Houston. They drop all three at home in Arlington, now back on the road in Houston. Can they find a way to do what the Nationals did and win all four games in Houston? I don't know. It's tough. I mean, the Astros are just that team that just never goes away. And it seems like they're going to be good forever, which stinks because I can't stand the Astros, but it seems like they're just going to be good forever. It seems like that at least. And who knows? I mean, they've got so much postseason experience. And I think it's ironic because one thing that I, I, I think it has a big impact, really does, and people have dismissed it, but I really do think it has an impact, is this long layoff in between the regular season and the division series for teams that earn that buy. I think the Orioles, um, I can't remember the other ones right now. But the Astros, Orioles, Braves, and but either way. The only team that found a way to get out of those series was the Astros. And why? The Astros have been there for forever, right? They've just been doing this. It's like 
It's like when the Patriots were going at their best. Like, they were playing full seasons in the postseason compared to other teams. So when they got in scenarios, they'd been there before. And not just been there before in the regular season. They'd been there before in the playoffs. That's kind of where you're at with the Astros. So it doesn't surprise me that they've got things going and they're right back in it. I mean, being down 2-0, it's demoralizing in a lot of fashions because you just lost two games. And especially for the Astros, you lost two games at home. They go into Arlington, win all three. It's just seems like a team that's never going to go away. And then you flip over to the NLCS. And I think this is interesting for Nationals fans. On Bustin' Loose Baseball, our podcast I do with Grant Paulson, you can check it out on the Odyssey app. We were talking about this. How do you feel as a Nationals fan watching Bryce Harper, watching Trey Turner, watching Kyle Schwarber? And they're all on the same team, and they're all on the Philadelphia Phillies. But how do you feel watching those guys? Are you cheering for them? I don't feel like it's right to cheer for them. It doesn't seem right to... You know, I would cheer for those guys if they were on a different team, but for Philly, no chance. And, you know, I think it was interesting. Grant laid out a scenario in which he said... Because I don't dislike Bryce Harper that much. Like I, I know some people hate Bryce Harper and can't stand him and will never cheer for him. That's not me. I, I, I think it's cool to see what he's been doing in the postseason, appreciate his greatness and the excitement he brings to that city. It just sucks that it's Philadelphia. But he laid out a scenario. Would you rather have Bryce Harper, say the rest of the NLCS, go 0 for 20 with 10 Ks, or go 12 for 20 with five bombs, but you know at the end of it that Bryce Harper and the Phillies still lose the World Series? I thought it was an intriguing question, because for me, I don't hate Bryce Harper, like I said, but I'm still choosing for him to go 0 for 20. <laughs> and I think it has more so to do with the red pinstripes and the stupidity of being a Philadelphia Philly than it does anything to do with Bryce Harper, because I still enjoy watching Bryce. He's an intriguing player to watch. I think it's cool how much he embraces things, embraces the city, right? How much he, you know, he's wearing a sliding glove that's got the Philly fanatic on it. Like, I love that kind of stuff. I think that's really cool how much he embraces it. It's just... It's Philadelphia. <laughs> I can't. I cannot get on board with it. But I think you look at what this team has done, and they were up two games to none. It looked like Arizona was going to be left for dead because it, there was no chance that the D-backs were going to catch back up with what Philly was rolling out there. Ten to nothing in Game Two, the Phillies win. Then they find a way in Game Three, two to one. Last night they find a way to come back from a big deficit, find a way to win that ball game. Craig Kimbrell blows the game. It's just, baseball is so crazy in the postseason. You never know what's going to happen. It can go any direction. But it is painful watching the Phillies and seeing all of these former Nationals over there. And, you know, they probably wouldn't have been able to keep all of these guys. I know I was listening to, I think it was Around the Horn on ESPN, and Clinton Yates was giving credit to Dombrowski for bringing all those guys in and what he was able to do. And whoever was the other guy on Around the Horns, like, hey, credit to the Nationals ownership for not paying any of those guys. And look, I don't know that they could have kept all of them, but it is tough. The nice part for the Nationals, it looks like they're building a nice young core again, but it is so tough to watch the Phillies of all teams. And that's the thing that's so tough is if they were anywhere else, like I have no issue cheering for Juan Soto in San Diego. I love seeing him do well there. Obviously, a tough season for them. 
but it's so tough watching all of these guys in Philadelphia. The only team that would make it worse to me is Atlanta, but even then, I don't know if it is because it's Philadelphia. It's just so hard to watch. So I'm hoping that the Rangers can get it done, find a way to win two more games in Houston. I'm hoping that the Diamondbacks keep running this, riding this magic carpet because I, I don't know how they're doing it. Like, you look at the young guys that are on that team, you look at what they have, and who would have thought that there was a possibility at one point that you could have the Rangers and the Diamondbacks in the World Series? Like, let's just get wacky. I mean, obviously, Houston and Philly was the World Series last year. No one's surprised to see those teams there. But to see the other two teams there, it's just so wacky. And I think the uncertainty and the unpredictability of the MLB postseason is so crazy. But then you add on top of that, like I was saying, the layoff for some of these teams. Like, I know some people can't stand the O's for whatever reason in this region because they bring back the Nationals. But the O's had such a long layoff. It's a... It's a sport where you don't have two days off in a row, much less four, right? I mean, the longest you've got is the All-Star break. Other than that, you're playing six times a week from April until the end of September. And so for them to have that kind of a layoff and then your bats go cold, you know, if you're looking at it, you're like, oh, well, the Nationals, whatever. The Nationals have never won a series in the postseason when they had a long layoff. They never have. They went from the wild card round to beating the Dodgers in a long series. I guess you could say the longest time they had off was sweeping the Cardinals to the World Series, but they found a way to get, keep things going there. But I, I just feel like that's a little bit unfair. I think they need to start looking at that system and figure out how to do it better. I don't know how. I'm not paid the big bucks to figure it out. Rob Manfred is, so they've got to figure it out. But I think there's got to be a better way that you know three of the top four teams basically in all of baseball get bounced right away because their bats went cold. The Rays, the Orioles, like, it's not right. Those kinds of teams have those kinds of layoffs. So we'll see if they can figure something else going forward. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, final hour of the show, want to get into the Commanders-Giants game. The Giants are bad, man. They're very bad. I'll give you some numbers on how bad they are. Also want to talk about the keys to the game and give you my predictions leading up to Capitals hockey tonight right here on The Fan. Keep it tuned right here. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.